tonight's episode of Eureka Cast. Now, recent experiments cast doubt on our understanding of molecular physics. If we can't understand the universe, how do we even know we understand the internet? How do we know if we understand what microplastics do to our body? Tonight, regimes will be shattered. The following program is an artistic work of fiction and falsehood. The views expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the broadcasters or the management thereof. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, I'm glad you're here. I'm lead media disruption developer Kai Hubris, and this is Eureka Cast. Now, where we discuss the latest in news uh, that is related to science, but also technology, and also more than often not new media, because that is in fact uh, the fundamental linking component of both of those things. With me, as always, is Professor Rowan Medelark from the Simon Amy Institute of Technology. Ahoy, Rowan. Well, it's the Simon Amy Institute of Spirit Science. Um, and uh, Still? A, hello, a clarion call to all dreamers tuning in this evening uh, as we look ahead to a world perhaps unrecognizable. Did uh, I say Simon Amy Institute of, of Technology? You did, in fact. I, I th- it just has a nice ring to it, Rowan. I would say consider, just consider it. I think it has the opposite of a nice ring to it. As a matter of fact, I think that um, you know the needless editorializing that occurred with regards to new to new media and all that. I think mm-hmm. that's because um, I guess I'll, I'll come out and say it right away. Um, this theme, the theme for this show, mm-hmm. I don't I don't really understand it all that well. You came. Well, that's to what me, the show is for. Yeah, well, you came to me. It's and, to teach and, you. It's as me, 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 I, me, me, an expert. Uh, I, I sit you down on my lap and I tell you the way it is. Well, when you when you came to me, you said you wanted to do an episode on disruption, correct? Um, I think the, yeah, I, I believe that the word that I used was uh, was uh, shattering of regimes. Right, and that and that is the the, the theme this evening. Mm-hmm. That is the show. That we is, uh, are because Rowan, Rowan, yes, we are standing on a crevice in the universe between light and dark, between past. And future, and we are staring into a golden abyss. Right. I still don't. I, I still don't fully understand what we're doing this evening. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to make that clear to the listener. I want to make it clear to you, mm-hmm. um, because as far as I'm concerned, this makes no sense. But I, you told me I could talk about microplastics, which is um, because originally it. I wanted to talk about environmental issues on this program. I felt as though there was a, a bunch of environmental issues, but mm-hmm. you kept going on and on about this this tech deal, um, and and I see that you're chomping at the bit. Mm-hmm. And I understand that that the, you really want to talk about this. So well, why don't we get, why don't we get that out of the it's, way? It's not it's not just a tech deal. It's it's so there's a lot of things going on right now. Uh, I think it's really just we're one going, thing no, that's we're occurring going right through, now. Right now we are going through a stem glution. A, so, a, a what? So stem sounds for science, technology, engineering. Uh, math and gaming. The thing that you invented and that you alone uh, are No, I, for. I can't take the credit for that. No, I can't take the credit for inventing the entire concept of STEM. Um, but we are what we are seeing is a STEM a STEM glution. Um, so it's a revolution in the areas of STEM. 
Uh, so I'll start you off. I'll, I'll sort of lead you into it. A few weeks ago, the Muon G2 experiment at Fermilab National Laboratory, just a few blocks away from Chicago, just down the street, uh, was trying to calculate some fundamental properties of the of the muon of the particle the muon which is sort of like a heavier electron one of the classic sort of subatomic particles uh one of your you know up there with your quarks and your mesons I wouldn't, a muon would not be seen would not be seen next to a quark let alone put it don't put it in the same group I mean, you don't know what you're talking about but the thing is they try to calculate some fundamental properties of a muon uh and the values that they received did not agree with the prevailing theory of subatomic particle interactions that we call the standard model, so named because it is it forms the backbone of many of uh, of everything uh, of phys- experiments in physics of and our understanding absolutely everything. You yeah. go walking down the street, you know why that street is there? Standard model, right? Right. Rather, what they did, what Fermilab did, did was they confirmed the results from an experiment performed at Brookhaven National Laboratory two decades ago, an experiment that people had written off. People threw it away. They called them crazy for using their giant multi-million dollar piece of equipment to get these numbers that didn't agree with the standard model. So the big boys with their big boy pants at Fermilab National Laboratory, they pulled that reactor out of the ground and they uh, they did the experiments themselves and they got the same numbers that they got at Brookhaven completely wild numbers you should see these numbers they they are shocking to say the least do you have the numbers available you just sort of have to imagine it uh, but but I mean I'm looking at the I'm looking at the visualizations and they are sho- they're these bars you would imagine them to be pretty close to each other. They are like light years, like they're like a few inches apart. But but thankfully, thankfully, science, as you know, Roman, you you think of yourself as a science a scientist. I am a scientist. Um, thankfully, science, light as you worker, know, healer, um, wandering medicine like man. Like I said, you think of yourself as a scientist, as you know, uh, science is meant to change and adapt to the new information that is learned. Uh, and that is why, despite all of the ways in which the standard model has been profoundly accurate in predictions in the past, and that it has become the backbone of reality as we know it, you know what it's time to do, Rowan? Hmm. It's time to take that standard model, throw it in a trash can, douse it in gasoline, light a match, toss it in, and then teabag the ashes. And this is the opinion of someone who is a... This is opi- the opinion of... The, of, of th- this is the opinion of Fermilab? <laughs> yes. It was in a paper. It was in the G2 paper. Right. But that's not, that's not the only stem galution that's happening right now. That's not the only way that, that stem is being turned, is being destroyed, is being torn apart from the inside out as we know it. Uh, there's also some other news. In other news, <laughs> a little man we like to call Elon Musk, everyone's favorite Sigma Grindset Rocket Man AI Daddy billionaire, is in the process of, of purchasing, perhaps you've heard of this, purchasing the website 
Twitter.com, everyone's favorite social media void. Uh, first of all, I would f- hardly say it is everyone's favorite. List um, a better one. Uh, I, list your favorite, Rowan. My list, favorite? List, Rowan, I would like you to personally list your favorite Sigma Grindset, Rocketman, AI, Daddy, Billionaire. Uh, I can't say I have any. And, and and this is where you lose me, Kai. And uh-huh. this is kind of like, uh, you, you you gave me the, the, the spiel uh-huh. about this this Fermilab thing. Something that I've been, you know, as, as a light worker, as someone who works in the quantum realms, um, quantum mm-hmm. spiritual realms. You're, yeah. There, I, the work that you do is quantum. You do very little of it. There's absolutely um, a lot of overlap in regards to what happens with the standard model. Mm-hmm. So goes many wellness models. Mm-hmm. I was familiar with that, and I was excited to talk about um, sort of the implications of that. I was willing to go forward with this. Uh-huh. But this new thing that you just brought in, there, this issue about but it's Twitter. Related. It's it's all related. How is how, what is what is so disruptive about well um, a social media platform being bought out? I don't understand. I don't understand the connection. Kai, please let me don't it to don't you. Shh me. Let, let me let me explain it to you. What sure. Elon Musk wants to do is none other than rub it all over himself. And leave his signature, Elon Musk. And as you know, Rowan, every issue that Elon Musk has ever set his mind to, he has not only invested his own blood, sweat, tears, and family's South, South, uh, uh, family's South African diamond mine money to solve it, but he has disrupted it, he has shattered it, he has destroyed it, he has obliterated it, he has swallowed, digested, got food poisoning from and subsequently threw it up into a toilet bowl called innovation with it. And he has done this all so thoroughly that we all know it's, it's clear as day that once, once this man is blessed with the crown jewel of Twitter, an utterly fundamental and revolutionary element of the new media landscape, I'm predicting that we will see shockwaves rippling destructively through the fabric of time itself. And, and I think that um, makes very little sense. I, I, I still, I still don't see it. I, well, I, I still, I'm still, I'm, and I'm, I'm, well, let, let me show you the bigger picture. Then. What is the bigger picture? Well, we have strong evidence that the media shockwave that was created, the new media shockwave that was created by Elon Musk uh, acquiring Twitter actually sent disruptive energy back. And this is something you're familiar with. You're familiar with disruptive energies. I I am aware of those, yes. I have encountered one or two. It has sent disruptive energy back in time that may have actually changed the properties of the muon. So these two things, they're related. Kai, have you been drinking more of those um, energy beverages, um, the, uh, the, the, um, the brain-enhancing no, beverages? No, not th- those ones in particular. There are, uh, there are a whole world full of, ed- full of beverages. That, that, I mean, that is not, that is not inaccurate. Um, that is not, not and I've, I've, I've tasted them all. The question on everybody's mind, though. Uh, everyone's mind? The question on absolutely everyone's mind. I can see. I can see. Don't try to play, play coy, Rowan. I can see it. I can see it as clear as day on your face. But the question on everybody's mind is why, Elon? I mean, we've been bound and gagged. And now, Elon, what are you going to do to me? I mean, Twitter. 
<laughs> we know that he works in mysterious ways. And his motives are oftentimes very confusing. But using some language analysis and quantum computing, we were actually able to predict with a high level of precision just what is in store for this social media mainstay. So we have a few, what we did was we, we, used, our, we used our machines at the New Media Labs and we have in fact determined from all this stuff that's going around what Elon's gonna do with Twitter once he's got his hands on it. And, and and how have you figured that out? Because this is this there's a lot of conjecture about um, these these issues mm-hmm. and what might be happening. Um, and best, you know, from my limited understanding of the situation, my mm-hmm. limited understanding of uh, what's going on is that no one's really sure what exactly is going to happen because it hasn't happened yet. Where are you getting this information from? Uh, that well, you, you know are so is- breathlessly willing to give us and take up valuable time we could be educating individuals. Well, you know who wasn't, who was also not really sure about information? Hmm. So the physicists at Fermilab National Laboratory. <laughs> what they did was they used STEMG to determine it, and that's exactly what we did here. We've used advanced algorithms to deduce this information. As I said, from uh, from pattern recognition software to uh, to voice analysis software. We've, uh, we've looked at all the interviews that Elon has done, all the writing that he's done about this topic in particular, and we've, we've trained these models in the past to take what Elon says and determine from that what he means. And I think we, we've, got, we've got a pretty good list of, of desires. We've got a pretty good list of the things that he wants to do with this website once he gets full and total a uh, uh, monarchical control of it. And, and you spend a lot of time modeling Elon Musk's wants and desires, is what I'm hearing, that during your work day. And his body, yes. So, so what are these changes, Kyle? Okay. What, so, what, can we, can, let's, let's keep moving with this. Let's keep moving. Okay, so, so one of the big, bigger things that we definitely know is that uh, he, he either wants no more bots on Twitter or possibly more bots, maybe even all bots. But the bots that do stay, they're going to be good, the good ones. So that's one of the things. And obviously, he said a lot. He talked about, a lot about an edit button, something that is currently non-existent on Twitter. Uh, not that I would know. Well, they don't have an edit button. Once you post something, it's just there forever. So he's going to add that. But there are a few other up buttons that he could add as well, um, and that he is very interested in adding. He's he's interested in adding a jumble button that takes all the words that you put there and jumbles them up. Uh, Okay. A safety quip. So if you if you can't think of a good tweet, you can you can press the safety quick button and it'll, and it'll post one for you. But that's just sort of like a random one. Uh, if you really want a good tweet, you can actually press the what would Elon tweet button, and that'll post exactly what he would tweet given this thing that you want to tweet about. This is some incredible um, technology that you're purporting exists. Um, it's existed for years. It's just we're finally getting Elon Musk. Is, he, he's the kind of guy to take something that's 10 years off and make it seven years off. The other things we're going to add, uh, he, he wants to add our MIDI compatibility. For too long, MIDI, uh, people that speak exclusively in MIDI, you know, uh, musicians, uh, they've been unable to tweet because it's not been compatible with MIDI. So he wants to add that. He would like to uh, make the Twitter icon a snack. A snack? Yes. What do you mean a snack? Uh, just, you know, a good enough to eat. 
some other things he would like to do is uh, is uh, make a little Tesla drive around on the Twitter logo. Not so it's not just a snack. There's a little Tesla on there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He wants to change right now. Twitter, as you know, is, is sort of like a, a big board where everybody posts about everything, right? Right. It's a void, sort of. Uh, he wants to make it a little bit more like a conversation between friends. Any way in which that has been explained, how that might happen? Well, you know, there's a lot of options. Right. And and I just want to, real quick, I've been uh-huh. uh, keeping an eye on the uh, stream statistics right now. Uh-huh. Um, if you are tuning into the uh, live stream on Twitch. Uh-huh. We should be good now. I apologize for any, um, you know, I think my finger might have slipped at one point when um, we were going through this really fascinating Elon Musk content. Uh-huh. And um, now the stream is functional. So um, oh. uh, whenever whenever you feel like finishing this, Kai, I'm sure there's people desperately waiting for, um, for, for science and technology. So what news. Elon Musk wants to do is he wants to bring back I'm not, I'm not too sure about this. Again, this is we're getting this from a from date from computers here. Right, reporting on this a flash splash screen. You familiar with a flash splash screen? Like one would see in the late nineties, two thousands. Before my time, like a, like an animation of some sort. Maybe, maybe like a hamster dance. Uh, he wants to turn Twitter into a social network that makes social networks. Sort of like the gigafactory idea of the factory that makes factories, except with social networks. And these, this once again, these are all changes. Just to clarify here, uh-huh. just so I understand, uh-huh. these are changes that you believe Elon Musk is going to bring to Twitter. Oh, I don't believe. I know, <laughs> because that's this is what the this is what the art AI tells us he means when he says all the things that he says about Twitter. Anything else? I am interpreting. The good word of Elon Musk. That, anything else? Connor? Yes, actually, there's quite a few. Uh, he would like to disable pronouns. No more pronouns on Twitter. It's just a, it's a it's a real uh, it's a real mixed bag there. No more check marks. Check marks are again, you know, they're very controversial. Instead, he would like to add some more descriptive language about who the person that is posting is. Um, so instead of a check mark, you you'd see an indicator that a, a person that is posting or tweeting something is ratioed is an edgelord, is an equal opportunity offender, perhaps they're galaxy-brained or red-pilled. Now you're going to know just from their title. Well, I mean, you know, I, I have doubts that this is going through, but I, I could, I would appreciate, I could see the appeal of being able to just um, unilaterally avoid all of interacting with all of those types of individuals um, by, and have them identified readily for you. Um, yeah, you know, that's an option. Uh, the other thing that Elon Musk would like to do is uh, uh, full personhood for the website. Once again, you're getting this based off of what? Based off of what? Where are you getting this information from? Elon Musk has posted several tweets about what he would like to do. Okay, yeah, let's. Um, uh, there's yeah. A, there's one more though, and I think this one's a real a real uh, a real winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elon Musk would like to uh, start a Hawaiian shirt day on Twitter, and this is, you know, an occasional day when uh, I, I, I am. I, I have gone to. I'm. I am on this Hellspawn website uh-huh. right now. I am going through Elon Musk tweets. Uh-huh. I do not see anything, anything at all about Hawaiian shirt day. I'm not. I'm. This is not. I'm. I'm searching it as code. we speak. Yeah, you know what? There's nothing about cars in the Bible, but. 
you know, we can deduce some information is the thing. Who's the Bible in this instance? What is the Bible? What's the car in this instance? All right, what Hawaiian Shirt Day is, is you can say anything you'd like to at all on Twitter with no repercussions as long as you post a picture of yourself in a Hawaiian shirt. And this is for accountability. Well, thank you very much. Is that it? Is that all we got? Um... Yeah, so, yeah, really all we all, I mean, in any case, this is, I just want everybody to know that this is a huge deal, um, and I expect that, uh, that frankly, this is going to change the past, present, and future in ways that only a true Doctor Strange can, uh, can appreciate and fathom. And that's all I have to say about this issue, in particular. Are you sure? <laughs> Do you really want to tempt me like that, Rowan? No, actually, I don't. Yes. Okay. Um, well, now that we've gone through this, these two subjects that I do not understand going together um, uh, in disruption and sh- regime shattering and whatever you want to call it, um, now we can move on to some something important so that I that I am really excited to talk about and I feel is like very important, and that is, of course, microplastics. Uh huh. And when you came up with this idea of shattering regimes and sort of the old giving way to the new, um, I thought to myself, I, I thought deep and long about what really I felt the next big step would be. Um, uh-huh. and, and your thought was microplastics. Well, it, it, microplastics were recently discovered um in the lungs of individuals for okay. the first time, uh, these little tiny fragments of plastic. And I think I've heard something about that between the you know the Elon Musk and physics stuff. Of course, of course, I'm sure you've heard plenty between the Elon Musk stuff. But the point is, is that um, I think now more than ever, people are ready to um, talk about what a world without plastics might look like, uh-huh. and I sort of did um, my own little experiment with regards to thinking well what can we do right now what are people throwing away right now that you could replace um plastics with so Mm -hmm. first i went and i wanted to go through your garbage um because i wanted to see um what exactly uh you know the average person's throwing away and what they're using and rowan did you say you want to go through my garbage well i went through your garbage is what i said um what are you talking about i went through it where did you get my garbage do you know where i live yeah do you know where? Oh, you know where I work. That's I know. where my, most of my garbage is. Well, that was kind of what ended up. But happening. how did you get in? How did you get access to my garbage? Is I guess my biggest. Well, question the, well, the thing about garbage is, is that it oftentimes is taken outside to be disposed of. Um, sure. I, you know, I have dabbled in freeganism. I know where the garbage goes. I know how to find someone's garbage when I have to, you're, and I found your you're garbage. You're a garbage expert. And your garbage was absolute trash. It was worthless to me. Um, how? It was completely filled with plastic. The whole idea. Yeah. Was, yeah. It, Cans, bottles. I have servings that I need. To, I, I have. I purchase everything. I have never seen so many single-serving yogurt cups in an individual's garbage in my entire life. So you, your garbage, once again, worthless to me. So mm-hmm. I ultimately got some garbage from one of my grad students, um, and and I went through it, and you know, sort of put the little piles together of plastic, non-plastic, and half of it was plastic waste. Okay. But the other half 
if you were using your thinking, you could very easily replace the plastic half with the half that you're already throwing away. So, um, what if, does that mean? What are you talking about? Well, I mean, so for example, one of the things that I found uh-huh. is is lots and lots of of peels, orange peels, um, citrus peels, uh, potato peels, do, all these sorts. Do of people things. not realize that you can purchase oranges already peeled in tiny plastic containers? <sighs> I'm not going to even justify that with a response, but you can take orange peels. That's nature's packaging, and sure. you can use it to repackage other things. So, for example, instead of using saran wrap, imagine a world without saran wrap. Instead, you you make a, a delicious um, a delicious dough for a pizza, and you have to let it rise, let the yeast do its thing. Okay. Instead of covering it in plastic wrap uh-huh. and possibly getting little shreds of plastic that enter your bloodstream and your body, okay. just sort of loosely sprinkle orange peels over the top. That'll maintain that moisture, and uh-huh. when you're done with the orange peels, it can go right in the compost bin. But don't you get like little orange peels in your pizza? Well, not if you're doing it. Not if you peel it right. How are you? There's a right way to peel? Yeah. You get one long strand. And you can achieve this. Kai, you're missing the forest for you're missing the forest for the trees here. Here's another example. Um this I'm getting particular this particular grad student had a lot of hair. Um different individuals hair. I'm not sure what was going on uh-huh. with that. But you see that hair most people think garbage. Most people I think, think I think why dangerous. aren't why aren't you packaging when you're sending packagings out packaging out? Mm-hmm. Why aren't you using hair instead of packaging material like uh, packing peanuts or um, what have you? Hair, human hair. Of course, it's There's nature's a, it's nature's packaging. But isn't there peanut. a sanitary issue associated with this? Well, I mean, how dirty do you find your hair? Well, I mean, the, I know how the, hair, I I fa- my the hair. hair I found in the garbage was dirty, but the hair that you would it's be dirty. sending... That's why I need to shave it off. What? That's why I need to regularly shave my entire body to cleanse it of hair. Okay, so here's another um, another example uh-huh. when I was going through this garbage. Um, is I kept seeing tons and tons and tons of plastic um, uh, casing, oh, plastic little uh, nubs, feet, what have you. Um, for, Tiny plastic feet? Well, for uh, for, for like uh, keyboards oh. and, and sort of the uh, and, uh, the bottom of laptops and various pieces of electronics. Once okay. again, I'm not sure why there are so many there. Um, and, and that's just so much plastic and that's the kind of plastic that breaks down, covers you know, little, my, little beads that you get ingested, go into the environment, what mm-hmm. have you. Instead of using plastic for those sure earwax you should have seen how many q-tips there were there just reusing oh. q-tips to have as little little pads on the bottom of your various things it, it, i could go on and on it's yeah, so Rowan, incredible. let's let's yeah it's that's disgusting this has nothing to do with shattered regimes or stem galutions at all i'm honestly disgusted well no this is about this is about imagining a shattering the regime of plastic of single-use plastic in the world and imagining a, a, a time and a place where instead of in accidentally ingesting and getting in your body microplastics you get a little bit of earwax on your thumb well, that's fine you know, it cleans you know, right off you know rowan i think it's not the time nor the place and I think it's time for us to move on to the mid-show meditation, just f- to get us away from this topic. Oh yes, this. Um, what is this mid-show thing you put together, Kai? Because this was <clears> this <throat> was another thing that you you put together. Um, basically, just sort of this entire um, this entire uh, program you've put together. Um, except for you said I could talk about microplastics and yeah. How so to let's deal get back onto the real the real information. We're going to talk about the deal. 
This is a what, the mid-show you, meditation. The mid our mid-show uh, midterm or our mid-show segment this week is, which is a segment that we typically do right before we go on a short little break, for us to think about and consider, uh, uh, you know, ponder an idea for the most part. And this one is one coming in live, coming in live from the scene. We are, in fact, we have an ear to the pulse. We have an ear on what's going down at Twitter HQ. Kai, I at this swear, very moment. I swear to you. I swear Elon Musk to you. is proposing, you know, they're going back and forth. They're doing the deal. They're doing the, the ancient dance, that uh, that mystic ritual of, of, of proposing, uh, offering, and counter-offering. And right now we have, a, uh, we have a, an ear, and we know what Elon Musk is offering to Twitter. We know the specifics about exactly what he is offering uh, to uh, the people at Twitter in exchange for Twitter.com. So what we're going to do is I'm going to go through what Elon Musk is offering, and then hopefully by the time the segment comes back, we'll we'll hear about what the counteroffer is. Is this entire program going to be Elon Musk information? This entire show is going to be Elon Musk in, uh, information, Rowan. This is the STEM galution we're living in. We're shattering regimes here. But let's talk about these offers. Let's talk about, let's talk about the okay. offer. I so suppose. Elon Musk, he's 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 in there. He's got his boxing gloves on. He is proposing something to the people at Twitter HQ. And here is what it is. Here is what he is willing to give up to get his hands on Twitter and ultimately change the world. Number one, forty-four billion dollars. Right. That, I mean, that is the figure that has been bandied ad nauseum mm-hmm. in the in the media. But but let's break that down a little bit. So. Uh, uh, $33 billion of that $44 billion is in cash. Whereas, uh, and that's mostly in 10, $10 bills. Mm. That's what he has a lot of. He's right. a fan of the, the president, whoever's on the $10 bill. I'm not too sure. Um, and then the rest of it, $10 billion, is in, uh, is in Tesla stock. And $500 million is in... Uh, uh, what it says here is Culver's franchisee rights. Culver's is, of course, the um, uh, Midwestern um, chain of burgers. fast food chain. Yeah, they're famous for their butter burgers, which is why these are called butter bucks. So $500 million worth of butter bucks. Next up is he's willing to offer a shiny original run Charizard. And this is a, now this is a very rare Pokemon card. It rivals... Uh, any 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 NFT out there rivals it in in authenticity and value. And this is news. This is news, correct? This is this is this is not old. It's this is brand new. Right, hot yeah. off the line. So that's shiny original original run uh, uh, Charizard. Next up, and this is a big one. Elon Musk is willing and interested in offering two percent of the rights to lovable scamp. Quagmire from the Family Guy television show, valued at two hundred and fifty million dollars. I was not aware that Elon Musk had any stake in um, Family Guy or Seth MacFarlane in general. Well, you know, Elon Mike, Elon Musk, if he he takes what he wants, and he wanted a little bit of a little bit of Quagmire. <laughs> Next up, he is uh, he is willing to tell every member of the board in a nice and respectable way exactly what Grimes smelled like smells like where are you getting once again is this is this some of that computer information no this is real this is real I we have birds we have wires we we I'm hearing this right now I'm hearing him in his luscious and safe 
voice <laughs> recounting this. He's reading off of a piece of parchment exactly what he's willing to offer. He's also willing to offer uh, the board the opportunity to name his next child. So Elon Musk, he is notorious and prolific with his children and with their names, and he's willing to give up the right to, to, for them to name one of his children. And this is the, the, he's offering this to the Twitter board for Twitter. Yes, it's what he's willing is, to give is, up. Are you getting any information on whom on the board would be able to choose the name? I think it's a one monolith. I think they have to agree on it. There has to be a vote. And one more thing he's willing to offer. A 60-minute Skype tour of the Gigafactory in Texas. Mm. I mean, that's people don't even work there. That's all robots. N- Naya, Naya, an organic hand, hath touched the the sanctum of that gigafactory and he is willing to offer the eyes of the twitter board just a peek just a glimpse of what he's got in there uh, it was truly like um the the chocolate factory oh he's got actually there's two more things he is willing to offer 10 minutes alone with the Neuralink monkey <laughs> with a Neuralink monkey and hopefully it's one of the good ones <laughs> and one more thing that he, he finished it off he finished it off by offering whatever you want just a, name it. And that's, a, and that's a quote? That's a quote. Whatever you want. Just name it. Well, all right, Kai. And um, right now, so right now the Twitter board, so I just said what, what is, we just learned in the past, like, few minutes that, they, that he wanted to offer this. We knew it would be coming, so we got this in. So right now I understand that the Twitter board is in deliberation about whether or not they will, uh, they will accept this and how they want to counter offer, what their dance will be. Well, all right, Kai. Uh, thank you, um, I guess... Thanks, I suppose, for this information. Rowan? Yeah. You're so welcome. Well, we are going to go to a short uh, break, um, and when Mm -hmm. we come back... uh, Hopefully we get get that counteroffer in. I'm keeping an eye on it. And more regime shattering, I suppose. (laughs) Are we talking more about... Are we going to be talking more about Musk or or the universe? Um, After the break, we will talk about some alternative models for the universe. And hopefully many of them do involve Elon Musk. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Kai. Um, Please stay tuned. And we are back. We are back. Welcome back to what I consider to be the first show uh, of the rest of our lives. Right, um, and that is our show on the on the shattering of regimes, which in this instance is specifically the standard model and Twitter. All right, and I'm getting and I am getting some updates here. That the data is streaming into me. Uh, all right, I think I have. Uh, if, as you recall, before we went on our short break, uh, we talked about what Elon Musk was offering the board of Twitter uh, in exchange for the rights to own and operate and do anything he wants to with the Twitter.com website. Right. Um, and this is information that... Um, that is true. Sure. Sure. So, But we have just gotten... I've just gotten some updates. Uh, and we now know... So the Twitter board, they uh, they had their deliberation. They had some time. Talk it over. Figure it out. Think about it themselves. And they have now presented their counteroffer um, to Elon Musk of what they want in exchange for the website. Breaking news, I guess. Breaking news. Beep, 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 beep. Uh, so here is what here is what they want. Are you ready, Rowan? Sure. All right. So first off, uh, what they want is 
so they want all that money, but they want all the money to be paid in Iraqi dinars. Is there any reason given for that? Uh, you know, I don't ask questions. They have their reasons, I suppose. It's a safe currency. It's a safe and reliable currency. It always has been, always will be. Uh, the next, next up, they do want Elon Musk's notorious Hot Wheels collection. And that's all of them, even the rare ones. Hmm. Even the ones with little flames on the sides. Also what they want is they want 5% of Cleveland, uh, which is a city in a state next to Detroit. Right. Michigan? Right. They want 5% of it. Are you, are, you, I'm, I, I, are you sure you don't mean Cleveland from Family Guy? Oh, maybe they do. You know, I, it probably. The thing is, I didn't know Elon Musk had Cleveland as well. I didn't know. I thought he only had Quagmire. Well, there, that's fascinating. We got break, breaking news. Breaking news. I, you know, we, I, we don't know which one it is yet. <laughs> but he wants. They want one of them. Uh, next up, proof. They're not. They haven't given us a lot of information on this one either. But they want proof of chemical castration. Okay. Yeah. All right. And their counteroffer, as you recall, Elon Musk uh, wanted a 60-minute Skype tour of the Gigafactory. Uh, Their counteroffer was a 40-minute Skype tour of the Gigafactory. Slightly less time. You know, hopefully they get to all the big big parts. (laughs) Anything else? And finally, one of the members of the board did request the following... Give me back my sandals. And uh, Kai, since you are clearly an expert in all of the comings and goings of this deal and uh-huh. Elon Musk in this in this whole situation, um, any any backstory on that? Any backstory on these sandals? Any any insider scoop on why this board member might want to uh, want their sandals back from uh, from Elon Musk? I mean, they're pretty good sandals, and you know that for a fact. I'm making an educated guess. <laughs> Well, that's fantastic, Kai. We'll see. Um, hopefully, uh, this deal closes soon so that we can um, no longer talk about this. I hope it keeps going for months. So, we're, the, as we mentioned earlier, the uh-huh. theme to today's show is shattering the regime. Disruption, shockwave, staring into the golden abyss of change, right. stem pollution, right. all of those things. Right. Um, so, and- furthering on that theme... As we talked about, one of the big ways that science and technology and engineering and math and gaming is changing is because this, the theory of particle physics that we've all come to understand is the truth of the universe, that being the standard model. We've learned that it just doesn't tell the whole story because Fermilab has done muon G2 tests and they have determined that the values that they get from their experiments do not match the values that the standard model would predict. Right. And and as opposed to all of this other business we've been talking about, I would say that this is actually a, a regime-shattering moment because um, the standard model, given its name, it is the standard model. And it was most likely caused this, – this change was most likely caused by Elon Musk purchasing Twitter. I, I still don't see the connection, Kai, but can we just, can we just sure. move on? So, we just uh, move on. We have, we have 10 minutes left in the show. Yeah, can so we just what we're going to be on? doing is we're going to be presenting – we'll do this fast – 
because I mean we're just presenting because, off we, we, spent, because we spent a lot of time talking about um, Elon Musk's Twitter you know yep. uh, clearly extremely important things now that the standard model has been exposed as the fraud that it is we are going to be presenting some alternative models to the standard model that could replace it. Right. We're going to spend the next five minutes going through something that could have been easily the entire show. Now that the if, standard uh, model if we if we weren't if we weren't so preoccupied uh-huh. with um with other things. Right. So the Muon G2 experiment tells us that there is new physics out there. The standard model has been designated to pure pseudoscientific mumbo jumbo with no basis in reality. As you can see from this uh this visualization here, right. you have the standard model. And it's just being blown up. Good. I, if I have seen further, it is by standing on the shoulders of giants. If I have fallen further, it is by standing on the shoulders of giants and presumably messing around. Is this, is this, who is this a quote from? That's my quote at the end of the show, and we'll see then. Okay. All right, so um, the first theory we have here is called droplet theory. Um, This is actually uh, one that I believe you proposed in the past. Right. Well, droplet theory is quite fascinating because it's one of those situations where um, it's it's the mathematics is quite complicated, but the the idea itself is quite intuitive. Just give us the the one sentence summary. Okay. So um, envision um, the fundamental forces of nature um, interacting with one another and forming sort of these 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 spheres, these spherical interactions. Balls of rain. Uh, Yes. Um, And you. Take those and you look at those as droplets, and then the interaction between those sort of simplified energy fields uh-huh. can be modeled as a larger droplet. Um, and ultimately, what you do with those droplets is is you can envision the universe as one giant droplet. Mm. You put that droplet in a bucket, uh-huh. and that is the droplet theory. Fascinating. Well, I hope that one's true. Let's move on to the next one. One electron theory. Proposed by John Archibald Wheeler in a call to Richard Feynman, he said that all electrons and positrons are just one particle going backward and forward in time. Fascinating. You know what I think? Hmm. He didn't go far enough. Really? I think all, all quarks, all muons are all the same thing as well. Just look at his face. It's a trustworthy face. Um, we have now there is uh, uh, the simp force simp force yeah uh, which I, I also read into this a little bit uh-huh. because this was the one part of the program that was actually scientific and uh-huh. actually had something rather interesting in addition in to the previous one yeah um, so the sim force is this state interaction momentum parameter, um, uh-huh. which is sort of this mathematical um, tweak that can fit nicely into the standard model to sort of salvage it and reflect these unusual changes. Right. Um, the short version of it is basically particles with non-zero simp values affect simp neutral particles, and that re- resulting in the simp force. Uh-huh. Um, ultimately, there's some evidence of half simp particles, um, and and so it. It'll be interesting to see if this state interaction momentum parameter will go forward and, and have knock-on uh, effects and more accuracy going forward. I hope it does. Next up, we have tube theory. This is the theory that all forces are transferred through a system of tubes running parallel to reality. Fascinating. Uh, sort of like an idea. Uh, you could almost see it as like a, uh, a a metaphor that is often used for electronics, elec- uh, the movement mm-hmm. of uh, electrons uh, right. that can be envisioned as tubes. So this is just a logical yeah, progression it's of like that. It's like a dressed-up lady just putting things in tubes. Uh, Optional gravity theory, uh-huh. um, which I thought this was quite interesting. Gravity is is just – it's optional. <laughs> 
a lot of things can be simplified by removing um, removing that force from yeah. from your equations. And, and and honestly, having done some of these equations myself in my undergrad work, uh-huh. ignoring gravity was one of the first things you're taught to do as an undergrad. Yeah. So pretend it's pretend it's not there. You might could even pretend that it's two times you know two times larger. Along this, and this is um, these are both theories that I studied as an undergrad as a result of sort of these simplifications that we did that uh-huh. got the correct answers on tests. And that is time is the third dimension. Uh-huh. Um, so there's obviously four dimensions, X, Y, Z, spatial dimensions, and T, which is the time dimension. Uh-huh. But what if you just exchange Z, depth, with time? Well, the equations still work. The equations do still work. I would still get um, hundreds on my on my homework. Well, uh-huh. not hundreds, but I would still get credit for my work. The, equa- the equations work just fine when right. you substitute the two. Um, so easy. So it's it's quite simple, and it's shocking that this isn't something that uh, that the standard model has considered trying yet, uh-huh. just to see what shakes loose. Right. The next one we have is only two things theory. This is the theory that there are only two things. As opposed to the one electron theory, which is just there's just the one thing. Yeah. There's, and there's not just one thing. There are two things. Mm. And they have some relationship with each other. And you know what this does? Mm. It really simplifies the three-body problem by just calling it a two-body problem. Yeah. You could pair this with the gravity optional theory, and I think that would greatly simplify things as well. Most definitely. Next um, up, Rowan. The subway model. Um, I'm not too familiar with this, but you did. I, I am looking through sort of the information in my notes now. Kind of an interesting idea. Um, you look at the way standard particle physics works, where you have electrons, neutrons, and protons that uh-huh. come together and form uh, the constituent matter of the universe. Mm-hmm. This is this is simple. Um, a similar idea, except it's higher beings that are putting together these these particles um, from available sort of, you can imagine them as breads, meats, cheeses. Your cheeses might, for example, be your bosons or your, uh-huh. your tachyons. Or, yeah, your 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 uh, momentum values. Your, your... To- your toppings could be spin values. And when you do that, um, it sort of puts through, uh, it, it's, it's an interesting way to look at the universe, right. certainly. Um, and since we are really short on time, um, let's just move on to the no sevens theory. Yes. Seven is, uh, this is a theory that seven is unreal and irrational and does not in fact exist, similar to how we think of infinity. Uh, There is no sevens in nature and that, you know, we should go straight from six to eight. Pretend like seven's not even there. And it really solves a lot of our problems. And, and then I think we have one more here real quick, and that is the evil particles theory, uh-huh. um, which is probably the most depressing of these theories. Because it, it, we already say that this world, you know, living life is hell, some might say. And uh-huh. this would be proof of that. Sure. Um, every particle has an antiparticle. Um, but every particle and antiparticle has a corresponding evil particle. Perhaps uh-huh. you can imagine them with a goatee, uh-huh. um, you know, rubbing their hands and cackling. Sure. Um, the particle is constantly foiling the plot of its good counterpart. Um, so that could be why the muon is the muon is wrong, is because that evil muon got in there and messed those those readings up. Um, and and those are but a smorgasbord of the theories that are available. Um, and uh-huh. once again, we don't have time to get to it right. because we had to spend a lot of time talking about um, Elon Musk and Twitter and um, you know all thing, that fun stuff, really important things, all that very important stuff. You know, get, you know, not talking about microplastics, not talking about environments, um, not talking about the universe, talking about um, talking about Elon Musk. But the thing is. All of these, all of these theories are equally as likely as the standard model at this point, possibly even more likely. Yeah, especially no sevens model. I think that was really, yeah. Brad Pitt certainly agrees with that one. So let's uh, let's go ahead and. <laughs> 
Let's go ahead and move on to the citizen science. Um, this is the part of the show where we discuss uh, research findings and data collected by amateur scientists out there in the world on the street and posted to social media. And this one's a bit of a mouthful, so bear with me. This comes from Justice Hartwick. Uh-huh. And they have a really interesting theory about optometry and sort of what the, is going on with the eyes. And, and they say this. <clears throat> What if they get us to wear glasses to hide what we can see? Like those of us with blurry vision, we're able to see things for what they are energetically like. We can tell who's trying to manipulate us and who's good for us because we can see them and their auras and intentions. And we can tell shapeshifters through their disguises and we can see the vibes and connections of everything and fractal light keys that we can absorb for evolution. Like, what if glasses just strengthen the structure of their illusion and help keep them hidden in plain sight? I never wear my glasses, and I can see it super vis- vividly. And when I do, it feels like there's a layer of reality I'm not seeing that I usually see. And when you see it and really begin to focus on it, you realize you can move the vibes around and direct and cast and use everything you can see as resources on another dimension of reality. Magnetically, and paint multidimensional pictures parentheses, this is what's referred to as sorcery, and you can see how every action and thought affects reality more clearly and use that to grow and learn and help the world do the same. So take off your glasses and you're suddenly like the Neo of energy. Um, and you can perhaps be a sorcerer. Um, uh-huh. I don't... You've never seen a sorcerer with glasses. I, I, you certainly not. And, and Harry, uh, besides... The one that we don't speak. I, I I will say that while I don't know if I necessarily agree with this, I do know that some of the best ideas that I've ever had and and some of the the finest aura work I've ever done did involve me closing my eyes and and sort of rubbing them very very with a lot of pressure, sure. putting a lot of pressure on my eyes. And and you're gonna really start seeing the auras you know, or or light that emanates from around an object by taking off your glasses and just sort of seeing a big blur, and that's the aura. It's beautiful. It's quite beautiful. Uh, if nothing else, it is beautiful to see. And that's all science is, is beauty. Um, all right, I'd like to close on a quote by, uh, well, this is a quote uh, that I read a little bit earlier, uh, and the quote is, if I have fallen further, it is by standing on the shoulders of giants. And who said that, Kai? That was me. Oh. Or was it Elon Musk? God. Yuri Castanel's meticulous research produced and presented with the support of Tech Brothers New Media Labs in Chicago, Illinois. We are broadcast every Saturday evening, 8 to 9 p.m. CST on WLPN LP 105.5 FM Lumpin Radio and simulcast live on twitch.tv slash Lumpin Radio at that same time. If you'd like to get in contact with us, please follow us at EurekaCast on Twitter and Instagram and visit our website at EurekaCast.org. Uh, if you engage in other forms of social media, please feel free to find us at facebook.com slash EurekaCast or send an electronic mail to EurekaCastNow at gmail.com, where you can share with us any technological, scientific, spiritual, or apparently Elon Musk um, breakthroughs. Where all of those things You've combined. witnessed or participated in. Additionally, if you or someone you know would like to speculate on tech deals that and, and give themes that make no sense and, and put your co-host in a really difficult spot, um, feel free to reach out at that email, which is once again EurekaCast now at gmail um and and with that you have Chicago, any tips on elon musk get in contact with, <laughs> with that hey excuse me kai excuse me yeah without chicago allow us here at yuri cast now to take into consideration these um momentous moments i move forward um hold on Ron, i'm getting an update elon musk <laughs>